Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How are you all doing today? It is October 7, 2022, and this is Bended Knee. So guys, today, I want to talk about one thing that is probably the biggest thing that a lot of people in this world are just now realizing is how real the devil is. The greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world that he did not exist. And, you know, everything that we have seen um, as far as television and the propaganda they push out, they try to kind of make the devil look like this cute little friendly red cartoon sitting on your shoulder. Um, you know, they, they try to make it seem like if you came face to face with Lucifer, the Satan or the devil themselves that you would know because, you know, red got a little tail, little hooves, some horns maybe, but the actuality, the truth is that if you were coming face to face with the devil, you probably wouldn't know it. And it would probably be one of the most handsome or beautiful things you've ever seen because remember Satan was once a, an angel, angel of light one of the greatest deceptions. But see, God knew this. God understood the deception that we would be going through and that uh, the devil would disguise himself because he is. He is the, the, the greatest disguiser. He is the greatest deceiver, which is why God gave us his own armor. The armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the on full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up your shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. The armor of God is one of the greatest gifts that we have right here to keep us protected along with the prayer, along with the love. It just binds us. It protects us from the evil that tries to lurk every day. But we all end up on occasion with those cracks in our armor, those days where we're just a little bit down. And we have to constantly pray that the Lord Almighty keeps that armor mended. We can't give the devil not even an inch, not, not a millimeter to break through that armor. It's just like with sin. You know, one sin 
doesn't seem all that bad, right? But it is because one sin leads to another sin leads to another sin. And what does that do? It cracks our armor more and more, just giving that devil just another way to sneak into our lives and to deceive us in the many ways that he has. Everything in this world at this point is based on deception, which is why it is important that we always have that armor of God. Make sure that our children are wearing that same armor because that armor is going to protect us, but it's also going to keep us close to that relationship with God and keep that devil out of our lives as much as possible. Because I've said before, the closer we get to God, the better relationship that we have with God every single day is just another opportunity for the devil to try to get into our lives because the devil doesn't try to stop people that aren't a threat to him. The devil comes after those who are the biggest threat to him. And there's no bigger threat to Satan himself than the children of God, which is what we are, which is why it is so important that we wear that armor of God, that we can see through the deception of the devil. The way, the quickest way, the easiest way to control the world, and the devil figured this out centuries and centuries ago, because nobody in this world knows the Bible, knows scripture better than Satan himself. You've been around, he's walked this earth, he knows that scripture inside and out, and he tries to use that against us every single day. That's the key, though, is having that closer relationship with God so that we can have that discernment, so that we can see the tricks that he plays. And the greatest trick is fear. Fear is the easiest way to control people, to control nations, to control the world. And we've seen little little steps of this over and over again, and it's the same tactic that's used by the elite that we're facing, the, the, the devil's demons, the ones that work for him here on this earth, is problem, solution, reaction. You create a problem. You come up with the solution, you create the reaction. The same people that created the problem are the ones that create the reaction. What they do is they get the entire world just filled with anxiety and filled with fear. And everyone at that point is willing to give up a little bit of liberty, a little bit of freedom for that temporary safety. Our forefathers knew this too. And they said that, you know, anyone who gives up a little bit of freedom and a little bit of liberty for temporary safety deserves neither. And I agree with that 100%. Guys, we have everything that we need from God, and we can't go relying on the people that are running this, this country, this world right now, because the devil is running the show. The devil is the one who is placing all these people. It's not an election. It's a selection, and these are all the devil's minions that are trying to run everything, trying to put us in this constant state of fear, this constant state of anxiety which is why it's more important every single day throughout the day, not just once, not just twice, but pray all day long. Because like I said, the closer you get to God, the more that you serve the Lord Almighty, the more the devil's going to come after you. And a little bit after we do the prayer, <clears throat> I've got a video that I'm going to be playing called The Devil's Greatest Trick. And it just goes over everything that the devil has done in this earth right here to deceive us. And like I said, one of the beginning things is at first that, you know, they tried to convince you that the devil didn't exist. Now we're in a day where they're trying to normalize. They're trying to normalize Satan. They're trying to normalize evil. They've, you know, they talk openly about Satanism. The kids are becoming um, involved in occults and all these things that, you know, we grew up fearing. You know, our parents, when we played things like Dungeons and Dragons, we were little, we're very cautious. My parents refused to let me play anything like that because of that possible connection with the devil. They didn't want us to have anything to do with it. They didn't want us listening to certain music, understandably, because of the influence and how easily music is used to influence people. It's one of those things to where the times have completely changed. And now they're normalizing things like pedophilia, gender transition, um, human um, transhumanism, which is the big push that they're doing right now. And the whole point of this is the devil taking his opportunity to change absolutely everything and to remove God and God's children from every aspect of our lives. So how do you do that? You push things like homosexuality where you can't create God's natural born children. You start getting kids to question their identity, question their gender, change their gender. Once again, someone who's changed their gender can't have God's natural born children. Everything that they do, even down to our schools, starting with removal of our Bible and now um, putting specific teachers in. These teachers are hired by the evil people the devil put into their place that are completely indoctrinating our children. You start with the children and then eventually you've ruined generations going forward. And this is why it is so important for us all right now just to see through these devil's tricks, to stand up and do everything that we possibly can. We were the ones that allowed this to happen. We were the ones that got complacent. We were the ones that just got caught up in the whole rat race of life, trying to make a little bit more money, have the nicer car, have the nicer house. And we got distracted. Even some of the greatest Christians got distracted. 
um, a lot of our churches, you know, Joel Osteen is one that stands out in my mind immediately where they spend less time talking about the importance of the relationship with Jesus Christ and spending more time on telling you how can you can achieve all of these wonderful things that we try to get in our life, how to better your lives, how to have bigger homes, how to have nicer cars. The devil knew that the greatest way that he can influence the people, the, that he can just start defeating God's army, is going into the places that we usually go to worship like churches, creating things like this pandemic where churches shut down and, and we really got a good idea as to who we can and can't trust. Many of us left our churches, the places that we used to go to worship, and now we go online to worship or we just spend time with two or three more people in our house having a great conversation about the Lord Almighty because we're trying to keep the importance and those values in our lives. And we realize that if the uh, churches are letting us down, it's in our hands right now. We have to keep this movement. We have to keep God's name um, prevalent every single day in every conversation we have. So guys, it is 11 minutes after the hour. So let's go ahead and prayer and then I will play this video for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you've given us. Thank you for giving us a place to hang out with each other every single day and just talk to each other about you, to get closer to you, to grow closer to you, to stay on that path, dear Lord, to have all these friends right here with us right now in this chat. On the days that we stumble, they're right there to pick us up. And we're going to do the same for them. But dear Lord, I ask that you just always, always keep our armor on and always keep our armor mended. Dear Lord, we are defenseless against the devil. We can fight as minions, but you're the only one that can defeat Satan. And we know that you're going to, dear Lord. But while we're here on this earth serving you, getting closer to you every day, I ask, dear Lord, that you just keep that armor shiny and strong. Keep those cracks mended, dear Lord, so that the evil in this world has no way to get to us. Dear Lord, the closer we get to you, the more we serve you, the more evil comes after us. And we've accepted that, dear Lord. And it's something that we'll take on happily in order to serve you and to get closer to you. Dear Lord, you have given us a meaning in this life that's beyond just eat, sleep, work, and repeat. You've given us a journey right here to where we can help lead people to you. Give people an opportunity to find the person, the one being in this world, which is you, to save their souls. So dear Lord, let us do it. Let us get stronger in our faith every single day. Dear Lord, keep the evil and the temptations out of our lives. Dear Lord, give us the love, the respect, and the responsibility to where when we mess up and when we sin on this earth, that we reach out to you immediately and ask for forgiveness. Dear Lord, we ask that you get into our hearts and help strengthen us every single day so that we can work past being sinners and being those people that you want us to be. But dear Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you giving us this opportunity that you have so that we have a chance at eternal life, dear Lord. Dear Lord, the, the devil has been walking this earth well longer than we have been here. He knows scripture better than anybody on this earth does, dear Lord. And we just ask, dear Lord, that you let us see through all the deception that he's going to be bringing towards us, especially as it gets worse over these next couple of days. Dear Lord, generations have gone by and many generations have seen something that has been some evidence that you're going to be returning soon, but it's never been more evident than it is today. Dear Lord, we're watching scripture play out like it's a playbook. This book could have been written yesterday, but dear Lord, I thank you. Thank you for giving us the answers. Thank you for giving us insight into what's coming. Thank you for giving us the goggles on our eyes to be able to see the evil that's in this world. And dear Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity to help others see the evil in this world. Dear Lord, you woke some of us up a little earlier than others, and it's because you knew that you had a journey for us. You had a work for us. And dear Lord, don't let us waver. Let, our, let us hold that line. Let us remove all the fear, all the anxiety that comes with life and what we're doing right now, and find courage and find strength, dear Lord. Give us those lessons that we need to learn to be stronger people, to be closer to you, to be your greatest warriors during this time. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts. We're grateful for everything that you have blessed us with waking up every day, breathing, petting our dogs, hugging our moms, talking to our friends. Dear Lord, these are all blessings that you have given us. So allow us to see these blessings through the evil that the devil tries to put. Allow these blessings to, to give us strength every single day, dear Lord, so that we can be most effective here for you on this earth. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. I'll tell you guys, this has been a rough day. I uh, I pinched my back yesterday and sitting in the studio chair for six hours a day doing these shows has been rough. Um, 
I actually lined up a chiropractor appointment. I wasn't going to do it until Monday, but I lined it up, but I needed to do prayer first. So I came to do bended knee and I'm going to be running out of this place and going to a chiropractor. And I hope that my back gets fixed because if you've ever had a pinched nerve, it is not fun. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and play this quick video for you that I did. This one's called The, Gre the Devil's Greatest Trick. The true spirit within a church is the congregation of the people seeking Christ's love and enlightenment, not necessarily the ones that are leading the congregation. The sanctity of religious belief is the scripture itself, not the ones that stand in front of us teaching us the scripture and preaching the glory without the sacrifice. This is why limiting your biblical interpretations to one source can be the most damning influence in your life and you wouldn't even notice. The easiest way to control the masses is to deceive them to the people that they have always been taught to trust. Government and religious institution are the two entities that we are taught to revere from birth. They influence all and have the most power and ability to control large populations. Both, when governed by noble and virtuous people, have the ability to prosper and embrace every living being. However, once these institutions become tainted, they have the ability to destroy the lives and the moral fabric of everything in existence, and I believe we have reached that reality. The biggest threat comes from those that control information. When the victors of war are the ones that control the history, it is difficult to tell what is real and what is just his story. Even more so, when you destroy cultural artifacts, statues, and the monuments that once acknowledged the history, good or bad, they remind us of how far we have come and remind us not to make the same mistakes we've made in the past. Although technology makes it more difficult to hide current events, it can still be manipulated and suppressed when the platforms providing information are controlled by the same ones controlling religion and government. It only takes a few generations to conceal and repackage the truth. God intended us to live the moment while learning from our past and making a better future. Instead of seeking spiritual mindfulness, we get hypnotized by social status, materialism, and the need to constantly be entertained. With our eyes focused on monitors, movie screens, and cell phones, we become distracted from reality, more antisocial, lazier, and subservient, while aloof to the fact that everything was designed to make us willingly surrender our control. Revelations in the Bible refers to a one-world government and a one-world religion. I could never understand how it could possibly happen when everybody has at least heard of what transpires in the apocalypse. But the devil is keen. While shuffling his pieces slowly, we do not even see the movements, all while infiltrating our governments, religious institutions, and controlling the knowledge we teach our children, all for the single purpose of keeping us focused on earthly knowledge and not heavenly wisdom. In the last four years, the push for a global one-world government has become more than apparent. God saw that when man comes together, like at the Tower of Babel, they try to conspire and remove him from the equation, which is why we ended up spread around the world speaking many different languages. Today, we are being lured back into that reality through the deceptive call of complete tolerance, social justice, and global unity, which is the sole reason the global elite despise national patriotism. Using climate, the only thing that affects us on a global scale, to scare us into submitting to a global alliance in hopes of achieving a solution for a problem that doesn't even exist. The hardest thing in my life I've had to accept was that the devil could use religion as a weapon. In 325 AD in Istanbul, known then as Constantinople, Catholicism gained its roots eventually becoming what it is today, Roman Catholic, which is run worldwide by the Holy See. What I believe was once a pure religious institution, the Holy See eventually found itself indebted to the devil in the 1800s in a loan agreement made with Lord Rothschild. The debt was never meant to be paid back in currency, but in control. Although I'm sure the original deal was made with desperation and honest intention soon after the Napoleonic War. Every pope after was picked by the Rothschild Empire, and each was indebted like their predecessors. The changes were soft and subtle at first, as they were waiting for the social construct to evolve before they could make their more radical changes, eventually even displaying unholy symbols within the grounds of worship, including one of Lucifer himself. Even the Protestant churches have become heavily influenced while preaching outside of the scripture, inviting sin into the church, supporting extreme liberal causes, and twisting verses to fit new social trends and being politically correct. While many churches are holding hour-long Sunday music venues and no longer preaching the scripture of Christ at all, the more obvious are the Christian empire churches that preach the glory over scripture, when the truth is that the scripture is what will bring us our glory. Recently, I have seen many things and revelations unfolding and becoming more obvious every day. I am observing an aggressive push towards a one-world government and a false prophet who is no longer hiding the shadows of the Holy See. All in the last few years, the Pope has diminished the importance of Christ, sided with Islam over Christians, and declared that everyone will be accepted into heaven, including atheists. And he has publicly supported claims of evolution and the Big Bang Theory, which are all steps meant to entice the world into a religion that we can all embrace, which in reality 
It's just the ultimate form of global control. Soon, like in the scripture, the false messiah will enter the stage, destroying this false prophet, already in complete control, and already having the stage set for his very temporary rule. Who in their right mind, Kevin, could possibly deny the 20th century was entirely mine? All of it, Kevin! All of it. Mine. I'm picking. It's my time now. All in the complex architecture of a plan meant to deceive mankind. The fallen angel has designed the social structure of this world so well that he literally has people willing to sell their souls to be part of his system. And they all think it's a metaphor until the devil comes to collect. That was his power. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You know, I, I've sat back and wondered, even before I became a Christian, I knew scripture. You know, it's not like the Bible is, is absence to those that don't know God yet. I picked up the Bible well before I became a Christian because it was still curious to me. It was still interesting. At that point, it was just interesting history, you know, and I always ask myself, how can people fall for the devil's tricks when we know what the tricks are? Because those tricks, many of those tricks are laid right out in scripture. You know, Revelation is like a play-by-play -play of what's happening right now talking about the mark of the beast and how this is all going to go down. I just never understood how people can fall for the devil's tricks when they're just out there. And then one Christmas, a couple of years ago, I was over um, at my nephew and my niece's home and my niece, you know, as I had a Bible in my hand, she looked at me and she goes, is that that Jesus book? She didn't even know it was the Bible. She called it that Jesus book. And at that moment, I realized how blind this world actually could be and actually is that Jesus book. I mean, it just, it blew my mind hearing that statement, but now it makes more sense as to why people are walking into this. Literally people that are serving the devil that are si like signing their souls away for riches, for money to be great entertainers and so forth. And they don't realize how real the devil is because they've managed to, you know, through propaganda, through television and through books and through everything else to just kind of make it, look like the devil is just a silly little, you know, um, alternate to, to what God is, but that's not the truth. The devil's very, very real. Some people are fortunate enough to find that relationship with God and Christ because they, they found it through the scripture. They had that natural love automatically for Christ. Some people end up coming to Christ once they realize how real evil is and how real the devil was. I was one of those people. I am, I am all about Jesus right now, but it took me realizing how real the devil was and how real evil was before I recognized how real God was and how real Christ was, you know, and it doesn't matter how you get to this narrow path. It doesn't matter how you get to that relationship. People need to be pushed in different ways. You see, the problem though, is a lot of these children now, you know, some of them are outwardly, you know, Satanists that are outwardly participating in, in magic and, and occult rituals. Some people are doing it and they don't realize it, you know, like many of those teachers right now that are indoctrinating our children that are pushing this transgender, this transhumanism, this fourth industrial evolution. They don't realize that they're playing for the devil, that they're doing the devil's works. They have no idea. And that's even more dangerous than the ones that, that serve the devil and, and actually do the occult practices with Satan. The problem is, is that these people, unlike God, when you have a relationship with God, God loves you. God watches out for you. God takes care of you. He makes sure that you have what you need. It's a loving relationship. It's a relationship similar to the, the relationship that a mother has with a son and a daughter or a father has with a son and a daughter. But when you're dealing with the devil, it's not that way. And these people are so lost and confused. And I, I told one person that I had talked to about a month and a half ago who was an outward um, Satanist, an outward devil worshiper. And they look that that satan the same way that we look at our father our heavenly father with the one difference and i told them this to their face i'm like if you ever came face to face with the devil and the devil didn't need you he'd remove you from this world he would kill you he would turn you into burning ashes right there in front of him so you guys are worshiping somebody that doesn't care about you that doesn't have your heart your best interest in mind you're serving straight evil and the evil doesn't care and it's no different than these entertainers and these musicians and all this other stuff that sign their souls over to the devil 
many of them think that it's some kind of a crazy little metaphor, like, ah, I'm, uh -huh, I signed my soul to the devil today. And it's like, no, you signed your soul to the devil today. You have lost your soul. You're going to end up in hell. And it's not the burning flames and, and the torment of hell that you're going to have to worry about. It's the fact is that you're never going to be able to talk to God again. See, right here on this earth, with the devil tempting us, running this earth, trying to lure us in to do his deeds and his evil. One thing that we have on this earth is we still have the ability to reach out to the Lord Almighty, to God, and be like, God, I am sorry for what I have did or what I have done. I have sinned. I've become a bad person. I have done the devil's deed. I have served the devil. Dear Lord, please come into my heart and pull me out of this place. See, on the earth, we have that chance. But when you're in hell, once this day, once your days on this earth are done and you're in hell, you've got no God to reach out to anymore. You could scream God's name all you want to in the pits of hell. God's not going to hear you because you have made the choice to separate yourself from him because you fell for the deception. You fell for these deeds. Guys, this is why this armor of God is so important because the armor of God not only protects us, not only comforts us, not only keeps the, the tyranny and the evil and, and the, the fear and the anxiety out of our lives, but that armor also gives us wisdom. And wisdom is the most important thing that we can have right here on this earth to understanding God and to doing the right thing because we can learn all day long. We can be filled with just infinite amounts of knowledge from the multiple books that we read, from the documentaries that we seek. But a lot of that that we read is deception anyways. And the thing about knowledge is that knowledge itself can be used to help. It can heal, but it can also harm. That's the beauty of wisdom is that wisdom gives us that insight, the insight that we need to be able to take the knowledge, what we've learned on this earth and understand, A, is this knowledge real? Is it true? But B, how to use that knowledge to benefit others instead of harm others. And I've used the same analogy forever. And it's probably the, the best analogy I can think of is, is like nuclear power. You know, wisdom allows you to take what we know about nuclear power and run the entire world, fill this world with the energy that it needs. That's wisdom. But knowledge without that wisdom can take that same knowledge and make somebody create a bomb that can destroy this entire world. See, this is why we need to constantly be in that armor. Because like I said, that armor is not there just to protect us. That is offensive armor too. And that offensive is wisdom. That wisdom is what allows us to serve God the best way that we possibly can every single day without getting fooled. Because like I said, everything that the devil does on this earth is about complete deception. And just like I had thought years and years ago, how can people fall for this when, when it's obvious, when it's in scripture, when it's all around us, you think when you're looking the devil in the face, you know that you're dealing with pure evil. The problem, like I said earlier, is that when you're looking at the devil, the devil is standing right in front of you. He's probably the most beautiful thing you've ever seen because the devil was once an angel, which makes the deception even more hard or more difficult to deal with. So guys, I implore you, pray, pray, pray. These days that we're walking into are going to get crazier and crazier. A month from now is going to make the days that we're dealing with right now feel peaceful in comparison which is why that we need to wake up every day. I wear my armor to bed, you know, because that's the thing about a battle between um, the spirit is that it doesn't stop when you go to sleep. Sometimes that's when you're most vulnerable is when you're sleeping. So that's when the devil wants to attack you. The devil wants to come after you in your sleep and your dreams. When you're most vulnerable, he utilizes those times. So never take off that armor. Make sure that you get up and pray. The first thing you do when you get up, get on your knees and pray to God and say, God, will you please strengthen and fix the cracks, any cracks that have developed in my armor. Pray throughout the day. Pray before you go to bed. Pray for others. Guys, we are the servants that God put on this earth for this very, very moment. And we need to have that strength. We can't get caught up in the fear. Um, right now, they're pushing out fear like crazy, you know, with whole possibility of a World War III and nuclear and this and that. They're coming at it from absolutely every angle. But as a Christian, we know the outcome. We know that God wins. We also know that God is going to bring us through this whole thing. And he wouldn't have heard it. He wouldn't have put us on this earth at this moment and set us off on our own missions if he didn't know for a fact that we were going to complete that mission and that he was going to be right by our side during that mission, constantly making sure that that armor is completely mended 100%. It's up to us right now to, as, as Scott used to say, to keep our swords polished 
And the old term, polish your sword, isn't just cleaning up and making it shiny, keeping it sharp. And when I say sword, you know, maybe one day we'll actually need a, a real sword. But in this case, I'm, I'm being metaphorical. We need to keep our wits sharpened. We need to keep our wisdom sharpened. We need to keep our courage and our strength sharpened all the time. Because the, the devil is going to come after us more and more every single day. So we need to embrace what God has given us. And that's each other, armor, love, discernment, and all those other things that are going to get us through these times. All right, guys, it is 3.30. I thank you so much for joining today for Mended Me. And uh, I ask that, you know, you just take a little time off this week. And I guess it's Friday. Take a little time off this weekend. Walk outside barefoot. Put a puzzle together. Paint a painting. Spend some time with people that you love. Watch something wholesome. I hear that that show Chosen is pretty darn good. It's a great show to watch. I'm going to um, get into that a little bit this weekend myself. Just something that's inspirational. Something that brings our minds off of the chaos that we're dealing with right now because God's just going to be here on Monday. So there's no point in getting stuck in these rabbit holes. Walk away from it. Do something beautiful. Pick up the Bible. Read scripture. You know, if I had it my way, I would have my brother Jeff read the whole Bible on, on CD so I could ride around in my car and just listen to, to Jeff read scripture. Very, very calming voice and I love it. But guys, I love you very, very much. Um, I will be back tonight uh, running um, a double interview. So it'll be two bards tonight instead of one Fishers of Men and one Bards Nation. Um, it's going to be Dr. Lee Merritt uh, double interview that I'll be playing this evening. And then I'm going to um, take a break this weekend myself right along with you guys. That being said, guys, I love you very, very much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I'm going to play about 30 minutes of music, and I will see you all tonight for Fish, or for uh, Bards FM and then Bards FM 2. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exists. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
been running from a pain in me A feeling I don't understand It's holding me down So rain on me Underwater All I am Getting harder Every way Today, I don't have to fall apart. I don't have to let the damage consume my shadows through my cars.
Guys, it's our last song. Ended with a little bit of David Bowie.
just said. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this Bended Knee. I will be back this evening to do uh, Bards FM and then Bards FM 2. So we won't be having uh, a Fishers of Men this evening. It'll be a two-part interview with Dr. Merritt. You don't want to miss it. And I will see you again as well as Kilted Christian. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your afternoon. Um, kick back this weekend, guys. Just enjoy yourselves, relax, get away from the hubbub because it's going to be there on Monday. I will see you all this evening for a Bards FM Kilted Christian and then uh, Bards FM too. Have a beautiful day and God bless. <laughs>